Hello. Hello. Welcome back to the Kimmick Podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Michaela. Dolls and salt. Dolls and, and salt. salt. <laughs> if you have one, it's important to have the other. Yes. And we will tell you why. <laughs> it's been a week, I tell you, for us. We had car breakdown. Nothing worse than car breakdown. So it, it's going on like two weeks now. And yeah. I am I am over it. I want my car back. I want a car back. I don't even yeah. want my car anymore at yeah. this point. <laughs> I just want a car that is mine. And it's a transmission problem. Of so course. couldn't be any bigger. Yeah. No. My car broke down on Friday the thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth. But like I said, it's usually a pretty lucky day for us. I always and, have good luck. But I told her it could have been so much worse. You know, it wasn't because of an accident. She was able to limp to a, a mechanic's place. She was able to park it there. She was able to get her friend to come and pick her up and take her back. So all I cared about was, when, you know, when she says I broke down, all I was like, are you OK? That's all I care about. That's all I get. You can replace cars and things, but you can't replace you. So, yeah, I was I was fine. And, you know, I was I was pretty lucky. It turned out fine. I mean, it's turning out fine, I guess. It's as fine as it can be. You know, dealing Um, with it. So I've just been MIA from life for like a week and a half at this point. Yeah, because we were going to do this a few days ago, but it just didn't work out. So sometimes that's just the way it is. It's true. But, but we back at it. Yay! Dolls and salt. We're here. We're doing the thing. We're enjoying spooky season to the best Woo. of our abilities. Yeah, at least she's got my car to drive around, which I needed know. driving. But she was thinking of getting rid of this one anyway. So yeah. you know. I just wish I would have six yep. months ago when I was thinking about getting rid of it. And everyone was like, no, keep know. it. Hindsight's twenty twenty. It always <laughs> is. So but yes, I thank you for letting me use your car. You bet. It's just, it feels, uh, using it, someone else's car feels like staying in someone else's house. You know what I yeah. mean? After like three days, it starts to stink. They always say company, you know, three days is long enough. Like it's good and That's it's what fine. They say, but. but I spend so much time in my car that yes, using someone else's car feels like, I'm staying in someone else's house. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it's fine, but it's not exactly comfortable. And and, and I think the thing about car loaning, which, you know, I, I don't mind doing it for my kids, but I really, you know, not a huge car loaner of anybody else but my kids. But everybody has their uh, own level of cleanliness in a car. Yes. Everybody. Yes. Everybody. I mean, so I always true. nibbled in the car and everything. I'm sure you see remnants of me. But for the most part, there is really nothing in my car. Your car is my clean. just stays clean. That's the way I like it. I really don't like yeah. I don't like a lot of garbage. I always pull everything out. Mm. And but most people kind of don't do that, which I would say, considering how much time I spend in my car, I'm pretty clean. Yeah. I never have the trash on the floor type of thing. That's not how I jive. Yeah. But it just. I, I can't do that. The trash on the floor. No, I really, I really can't. No, I don't. But yeah, I, I would say I'm pretty clean considering how much time I spend in my car and how I practically live in my car throughout the week because I use it heavily for work. Yeah. So I'd say I'm pretty clean. Mm-hmm. It's just there's just this. It's just it's just a different level of comfortability when I'm not in oh. my car. Right. When I'm in your car, I'm hyper aware because I want to take care of your car because I respect you and I respect your belongings and I want to take care <laughs> of it. So I'm hyper aware of how you like things. I'm, I'm just like, please let the car work well for you. That's all I, you know, yeah, just want totally it to fun. run well. And so it's I'm working out. Just counting down the days, hoping to get a phone call sometime saying that I can go get my car so I can have my own car again. It'll happen. It will. It's just, yeah. It's been a ride. It's been a ride. Yeah. It's been a while. So today we're going to talk about dolls. 
And salt. Dolls. And salt. Do you like dolls? <laughs> Not much. I had a doll. I actually had the Chatty Cathy doll when uh, I, I got it for Christmas. And I really loved it. And it was one with the pull string in the back of the neck that talked and had phrases and everything. And um, But my my brothers would take... I had like one or two other dolls. Um, I remember it wasn't that doll, but it was a particular doll that had dark brunette hair. And my brothers got a hold of it and started writing it up, like tattooing her face with black magic marker and on her body and her legs. And I just, I, I couldn't even look at it. And that's really what started kind of the, the doll scare was that. And then they would like, you know, they're, they're guys. Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see if Dolly can hang off of the, the clothesline and we'll make her super Dolly. And, you know, they would like tie Dolly to the, you know, you see that kind of stuff. You're kind of done with them. Yeah. I mean, I played with Barbies for a really long time and I enjoyed it. It was great. But whew, whew, I don't, uh, now I'm not as big of a fan of dolls. It does depend on the doll. But as I mentioned last episode in the Twilight Zone episode, Talking Tina, that uh, that Twilight Zone episode did a number on me and my relationship with dolls. I yeah. just, yeah. Since that one scarred me, <laughs> and since then, big, creepy, like, porcelain dolls and stuff, I just, nope, nope. Barbies are fine, but, like, baby dolls, no thank you. Well, I really don't know what happened to that chatty Kathy doll. There's, like, one picture of me... As a young, I was like six, six or, yeah, probably six, five or six with the doll at Christmas. And then there's like one with me and the doll sitting in the chair. And then there's no pictures of me in that doll at all. So, and I have like zero memory of it. So I must have just like, plus it talks though. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Anything uh, it talks. Maybe the doll ran away. I don't know. I have no idea. To escape its fate from the evil brothers. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, I picked a word of the week. Okay, let's get into it. I picked Widdershins, which is spelled W-I-D-D-E-R-S-H-I-N-S. Widdershins. And it's in a direction contrary to the sun's course, considered as unlucky. So it's counterclockwise. And it comes from the middle, low German... Uh, Wettersins, which means against the way or in the opposite direction. And I used it in a sentence. She danced Wittershins around him at the school dance. Spooky. And it came out in like 1513. Wittershins. Wittershins. There you go. Or counterclockwise. You could just say (laughs) counterclockwise, but yes. But it's so cute with Wittershins does have its own unique charm. I'll give it that. Yes. Yeah. So, should we jump into song or mm. should we just jump right into mm. dolls? Let's, let's pick a song. Okay. Yeah, let's pick a song. Yeah, yeah. We'll pick a song. Okay. You want me to pick a song or you? You go first. Granny first. I mean, I am granny. You are granny. Granny first. I picked the new TXT song, Chasing That Feeling, which I really, 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 really love. Love, 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 love. And it's on the album, the name chapter, Free Fall. So, Chasing That Feeling by TXD. Go! Chasing That Feeling by TXD. That's such a good song. It makes me, it has that 80s vibe, and it makes me think of the band Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) A-H-A. <laughs> Which are famous for? The, the song? Yeah. Which I can't think of the song name. <laughs> the song. Uh, I can't think of the song name. I can't think of it. It's the <laughs> there, uh, there was don't, song. Don't. Uh, that's not me. what I even looked up. Don't. Count on me. Don't. Hold on. Hold on. Don't. <laughs> Uh, it's a song that I love and know so well that I can't remember it. Of course. It's the 
Take on me. Take on me. <laughs> yes. And Real Big Fish does a version of it that's awesome, yes. a ska version of that song. Yes. Um, I was thinking they have an album that I bought of theirs called Cast in Steel, and there's a song called Forest Fire, and the sound kind of reminds me of that. But And no. Aha's from Iceland, aren't they? No, they're Norwegian. Norwegian. Yeah. They're a Norwegian band. Kind of close. <laughs> kind of close. Not really close, but kind of. Yeah. And how often do you hear of a Norwegian band? Not, Not often. very often. No. And her and I are Norwegian. So, yay for Norway. And that kind of leads into Your my song. song. <laughs> how crazy enough. is that? Not Norwegian. We're going back to my favorite Finnish guy. Kadia. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a new song out and it's so good. It's called Huhahi. 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 Nice. Nice. I apologize. My <laughs> finish is not good <laughs> at all. I do not know much. You know, we try. But yeah, there's a new single out from Kadia and I'm very excited about it. But our lack of ability to say the name does not diminish our love for you, Katya. True. So, true. There's all that. Nor does it diminish my absolute excitement about this track. Yes. It's really, really, really good. So let's get into it. Hoo-ha-he by Katya. Katya. Let's go. Hoo-ha he, Bagaria. It's such a cute little song. I just, it's fun. I he's love. He's so much fun. He's so fun. I love how he mixes genres. That's one of my favorite things in artists that I like. <laughs> and he has this way of mixing techno with heavy metal and hip hop that is just mwah. Yeah, he's fun. He's so he makes me want to go to a discotheque and just put on his record and and dance. I. Spotify Wrapped is going to be coming out soon. I don't know when. I'm thinking probably beginning of November. Is that the name of his album? No. Spotify Wrapped is what you get at the end of the year, every year when you listen to Spotify, and it gives you your, like, top 50 songs played that year. Karia is going to be on the list. (laughs) I know it. I feel it in my soul. (laughs) And maybe DPR now, now that you've been listening to a lot I've been listening to a lot of DPR, Ian. She got a DPR, Ian. found so, one at Barnes & Noble. I was so excited because I was like, I've never seen his music there ever. I've never seen it either. Yeah, his new album so. I got at Barnes & Noble if you were in the States and have one. And you like him. I was like, we love. what? Nice. So I fully supported one of my new favorites, DPR Ian, and bought his new album because it's so good. And then she bought Creepy Cat. I did buy Creepy Cat. It's that a manga, a- but it's kind of not a manga because the author is from Thailand. So, it, But it's published in Japan. Do you know who the author's name is? Cotton Valen. The granddaughter loves these books. She read yes. the first one like 30 she's times. She's read the first one a bazillion times. So, so I got her the first, the second one, and she's just reading it. And yeah. She sat down the second she handed it to her and just started reading it. Yeah. So. I, I I knew. I knew. It's hilarious. It's a manga about this goth girl that has a creepy cat. She inherits this old house, and there's this cat there. But it's not really a cat. It is a cat, but it's not a cat. But it can like shape shift and change its form and duplicate itself. And it's just weird. It's like creepy ghost cat. Kind it of. kind of is like a ghost cat, but it's yeah. like not like a monster. I I, I enjoy them thoroughly. It so. Sounds good. I've never read any but of them. The author is Thai, but got it published in Japan. So mm-hmm. it reads like a manga. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Dolls. Dolls. Let's jump into dolls. Okay. We haven't even started yet. Yes. <laughs> and we're like halfway through, right? Um, so I talked about different types of dolls. Okay. And the first one I'm talking about is worry dolls, mm. which my dad loved. He what? always he always gave us worry dolls. 
he would make donations and stuff, and they would send him little packets of worry dolls. I had so many worry dolls as a kid. I love those. They were so cute. I love them, too. I would play with them. I would put them under my pillow. I would do all the things. Yeah. Yeah. So these are tiny handmade dolls, and they originated in Guatemala, but are now popular in many countries and cultures around the world, each with their own unique style and history, which I thought was pretty cool. Hmm. Uh, Guatemalan worry dolls are among the most well-known and popular type of worry dolls, typically made of wood, wire, and colorful scraps of fabric, and often no more than one inch in height. They are super tiny. They're usually sold in sets of six or more and come with a small bag to store them in. According to tradition, you should tell your worries to each of the six dolls before going to sleep, and they will take care of the worries overnight. Supposedly, we should try that with the car. Get us, a well. good, yeah. Get us a good car. Um, the next type I talked about, I was going to talk about is Peruvian worry dolls. And they're similar in style and function as Guatemalan ones, but they are often made of clay and painted with bright colors and intricate patterns and often sold in small, brightly colored boxes with a mirror on the inside so that the person who is worrying can look at themselves while telling their worries to the dolls. Why do you want to look at yourself? I don't know. Huh. But I was like, I think that would like double my worry. Yeah. If I was seeing my face, seeing myself well, maybe, as worrying. Maybe they want you to reflect on your worries and see if they actually are legit worries or if it's just something you're maybe anxious about for no reason. I'm I glad my worry dolls did not have a mirror. That's yes. all I mean. Say. Especially with little kids and mirrors. And clay, I don't know how well they would withstand kids. Probably not. And then uh, the Mexican worry dolls are often made of yarn and called palm dolls because they are made by wrapping yarn around the palm of the hand and typically sold in sets of three or four and are sometimes placed in small wooden basket, woven baskets or decorative boxes. Hmm. And some Mexican communities believe that worry dolls have the power to ward off evil spirits. And protect the person who is worrying. Worry dolls are also popular in Bolivia, Ecuador, and Colombia. I thought that that was pretty cool. I think the worry dolls that I had were from Guatemala. I think. It sounds like that. I don't remember where they were from. I think mine was... I have one set still. I might have one somewhere. I even know where mine are. (laughs) Somewhere. Nice. Somewhere. I think I still have a set. So the next type of doll I'm talking about is voodoo dolls. (laughs) (laughs) Makes me think of Vicks. (laughs) Yep. Although the origins are not completely clear, the voodoo doll originated in the Fon people of present-day Benin in West Africa. And the voodoo religion was created in slave quarters in Haiti and Louisiana when the faiths of various people began to intermingle. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of roots of Christianity in like hoodoo voodoo religions. It's very interesting. Yeah. So there's different types of voodoo dolls. There's the white voodoo uh, that's working for positive purification or healing. Then there's the black voodoo for negative, and it can be used to dispel negative energy or to summon it. Mm. Eek. <laughs> um, yellow voodoo is for success and confidence, hmm. and purple voodoo is for the spirit realm, balance, and mental exploration. Interesting. Hmm. So, and next is nesting dolls, and it first came from China. And they were next nest nested boxes that date back to the Song Dynasty around 11,000 AD. Wow. Yeah. Now, the first Russian nested doll set was carved in 1890 at the Children's Educational Workshop and called Matryoshka Dolls, an eight-piece doll set made to represent women's fertility, like the large one is the matriarch of the family, while the smallest is called the seed and represents the soul. Fascinating. That was pretty cool. I always thought they originated from Russia, but apparently not. 
A lot of people believe that. Huh. But they go way back. And then there's the Kokeshi dolls, and they're from Japan, said to have been started in the Endo period between 1603 and 1868 by Kijishi, a group of Japanese artisans, best known for using lathes to make trays, bowls, and other wooden vessels. And they started creating and selling these little wooden dolls near Takata Osen, and I don't know if that's Zao. And their doll-making techniques later spread across the Tohoku region. And the art style used in decorating the dolls is also said to be unique for each maker. And Kokeshi dolls have no arms, no legs, often painted with vivid colors, then sealed in a layer of wax so the design doesn't fade over time. And usually the doll bears the signature of the creator either on their backs or bases. And mostly made to use as children's toys. They're also symbols of hope for a bountiful harvest, wishes for good luck, fortune, and great appreciation of the craftsmanship and culture. Which I thought was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. And then I just went, made just a quick list of American dolls. We've had thousands. Oh, <laughs> thousands. So, and I don't even know. They probably go way, 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 way back. But I just made a list of some popular ones here. So there was Cupid dolls, Topsy Turvy dolls, Raggedy Ann and Andy, Madame Alexander, Shirley Temple, Little Lulu, Nancy Ann, Storybook dolls, Barbie, Chatty Kathy, <laughs> Baby Nancy, Cabbage Patch Kids, Rainbow, American Girl, Polly Pocket, Monster High, and Bratz. And you can look up all about American dolls because oh, they're hundreds. all fascinating. It really is really cool. I found this a lot of fun. <laughs> then I went into puppets, too. Um, found in Egyptian tombs that date back as far as 2000 B.C., which I thought was interesting. Hmm. And historians suspect that ancient Egypt or ancient India may be the true birthplace of the first puppet. And string-operated figures of wood, um, wire-controlled and articulated puppets made of clay and ivory have been also found in Egyptian tombs and where marionettes are controlled by strings, but puppets are either hand, rod, or shadow. Fascinating. So they're not the same. And then I did a little bit of ventriloquism, <laughs> which dates back to 1753 in England, which I thought was interesting. Hmm. And the father of modern uh, ventriloquism is considered to be Fred Russell, who began a stage show in London in 1886 and developed the now familiar technique of using a doll to engage in back and forth conversation. Mm -hmm. Again, going back to our Twilight Zone episode, the the episodes with the dummy also scarred me for life and made me dislike ventriloquist dummies pretty much my whole life. And then, you know, fast forward to Goosebumps and Slappy mm. didn't do me any favors. So yeah. I just, yeah, it just that that it freaks me out. I thought this was interesting. It says ventriloquism got its start as a religious practice amongst ancient Greeks and Romans. Really? Yeah. Doing what? <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe okay. educating. Huh. Uh, probably use as a religious educator. Oh, I don't know. You'd okay. have to like look into like, that. Like really but I thought delve that was, into it. Yeah. Huh. Um, let's see. Most famous ventriloquist doll here in the States was Charlie McCarthy, which you don't even remember. Nope. Um, and operated by Edgar Bergen, uh, Candace Bergen's dad. So she was a famous actress, hmm. and her dad was Edgar. And he always had these ventriloquist dolls that she, like, grew up with, but she said were pretty creepy. Um, in 1922, Edgar asked a Chicago wood carver to make a dummy based on a sketch of an Irish newspaper boy. The doll wore a signature tuxedo, top hat, and a monocle. And it was popular in 1937 to 1957. Ooh. 
Yeah. I feel bad for Candace Bergen. <laughs> Grow up with a doll like all around. <laughs> I can deal with most dolls. Ventriloquist dummies are just that special brand of eek for me that I. Yeah. Speaking of which, though, a great horror movie for the season featuring creepy ventriloquist dummies is Dead Silence. Dead Silence is good. That was good. Yeah. And there is one. Um, that has it, it's called Dummy. That's really really good. Mm, uh, but Anthony, that it might be Anthony Hopkins. Let me let me check. Very yeah, creepy. I think it is. Let's see. Very creepy. But since we are in spooky season, just wanted to throw that out there. If you're looking oh, for a good horror now, movie, th- there was this is old. This isn't the one that that creepy one. Let's see. The creepy one. That's not the creepy one. It, it's not that one. It's not the 2002 mm. doll. No, 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 no. We talk about the old school ones. Yeah. Maybe it's 79. Probably 79. I think it was Anthony Hopkins. 70s had a lot of really good horror movies. Mm. It won't pull up, of course. Don't worry about it. Well, I'm going to pick a song. Let's anyway, that song. one's that dummy movie. The old one, 70s one, is really good. So that really is our horror movie recommendations for this episode is Dead Silence and The Dummy. I'm going to just finish my last little thing. Oh, please do. Uh, please types do. of dolls. And the last one I talked about is paper dolls, mm. which were huge for me growing up. Same. They were in all the catalog, all the magazines. So my mom got McCall's and Women's Journal and all those. And they always had a page of paper dolls. And she would cut them out for me, and I played with those a lot. Um, a London company produced the first commercially available paper doll in 1810, mm. and the product appeared in America two years later. So wow. just a little tidbit on that. That was fast. Which was pretty cool. So I'll pick a song. Go for Better it. Better pick a song. Let's pick a song. So I've really been getting into day six lately, and I'm sure I've said that before, but um, I don't know. Young K's been on my mind. One pill's been on my mind. So I picked Days Gone By by Day Six that came out in 2019 on the Best Day 2 album. So, Days Gone By. Days Gone By by Day Six. Yay. And I started thinking, too, um, like with everything that's going on in like our lives and the lives of the whole world, it's really, I think, extremely important that we don't forget what it's like to be innocent and childlike and play once in a while. Like, I just thought, let's all just take this week and pick one thing one moment of the week and do something that made you happy as a child whatever it is if it was coloring dancing singing watching some silly little cartoon of your childhood that brought smiles to you whatever cutting out paper dolls making your own paper dolls uh her daughter made you know my granddaughter made her own paper dolls had outfits and everything how cool is that? She's she's extremely talented when it comes to art, and she's got a great brain for, for that. She will definitely, I think she'll end up doing something really big with it. Um, but just lose yourself in that. You know, sit, you know, even if you don't have your mom and dad or whatever, get in touch with that inner child, that inner sweetness. Because, you know, kids don't judge people. And we need each other so badly. This whole mess of us being apart and fighting and is awful. It's just it's soul ripping. So that's my only thing. Just pick something, whatever it is. Like I love Legos because Legos are okay for adults to own and for kids to own. Like I said, nobody sits there and says, oh, you're a big sissy because you own Legos. No. A lot of adults have some of the coolest Legos and they sit down and they play with them mm-hmm. and nobody judges. And there are some fabulous Lego artists out there. 
I follow this one that's it's Lego Village, just like this guy makes a whole town. He's got trains in it, all kinds of stuff. It's just like this huge room of Legos. How groovy is that? That sounds fun. You know, yeah. I mean, that makes me think of how they have adult coloring books now. Oh, really? That and took off so yeah. much. Well, yeah. I because mean, playing is serious business. And if you don't play as a right. child, you need to play as an adult. You'll actually, it's it's vitally important to the healthy um, development of your brain. Mm-hmm. So, and even like Goldie Hawn says, be kind to your brain because your brain doesn't know any better. So if you sit in there telling yourself negative things and how awful you are and everything, your brain believes that. Mm-hmm. And we'll start acting that out. So always be aware of the words that you use to yourself, to each other. Because just a tiny little word of encouragement, especially to kids and to adults, goes so far. It goes a long way. It really, you know, you'd never want to hear people, you know, uh, hacking on you. Like, <laughs> what was it? Uh, oh, it's that Western movie with Emilio Estevez. Um, and he, he says, just quit hacking on me because everybody's so picking on him. And it's true. It's debilitating. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So days gone by. Just don't forget your days gone by. Once in a while, go back to your childhood days. Mm-hmm. It's healthy. It helps you, know? you out. I mean, you don't want to live there forever. Yeah. But you need to go back there, especially with so much seriousness so much sadness going on in our world it's it's vital that just as an individual person tapping into that little happiness because it'll spread like wildfire you know you ripple that out if you take that you know 30 minutes and do some some creative brain nurturing Mm -hmm. it's going to make your personality happier and and everybody's is struggling. You're not alone. And we love you. So, enough of that. <laughs> you need to pick your song. Oh, I do need to pick my song. I totally forgot about my song. I know. I was just going on and on <laughs> like a rambling good. box there. You gotta do what you gotta do, man. Yeah, like a chatty Cassie. <laughs> There's something about the name of that doll that just gives just, me the creeps. I don't know why, but Chatty Cathy is the creepiest name for a doll. It's just... Yeah. <laughs> wasn't the best yeah so yeah anyway that being said because this is our dolls episode and salt and salt emphasis on the dolls i had to pick of course a new york dolls song of course had to had to somebody had to do it going back to my punk roots so i picked in light of the season as well frankenstein by the new york dolls nice Came out in 1973. Woo-wee. Yeah. Wow. I know. That all makes the, you feel really old. All those people who say the Ramones started punk. I mean, it is a big debate. It is a big debate. Don't even go in there. <laughs> you can read all about it. I mean, I'm just going to... My opinion, not that it matters any, is that uh, the, the New York Dolls started it. 1973. And this is Frankenstein. Go. Frankenstein by the New York Dolls. I love those guys. <laughs> so good. So good. I. It's been a while since I really listened to a lot of punk just because I've been kind of going down the K-pop rabbit hole and exploring other genres. Mm -hmm. So when I go back, I just, oh, I remember how much I love the New York Dolls and I love 70s punk. It just makes me really happy. Yeah. Nice. Well, I'm going to jump into salt. Let's talk a little bit about salt now. Salt's important. (laughs) Uh, Spilling salt is bad luck, but throwing salt over your left shoulder will counteract the bad luck. It's true. You got to do it. My grandmother always did that. It's common superstition, but it works. Uh, Sea salt is said to clear out negative energy from a house when mopping the house floor. Mm. Add some sea salt to the water. However, the remedy should be avoided on Thursdays. 
Don't know what it is about Thursdays? Don't mop the floor with sea salt on Thursdays. Thursday's bad. Noted. Keeping sea salt in a glass bowl will keep negativity away from home. Hmm. Isn't that the salt shaker? Yes. Okay, good. Because <laughs> so I was like, do we got that? I have sea salt in a salt shaker. Yes. That's glass. That is glass. There it you is, go. It, it is Then glass. you're fine. See? Yeah. Technically, all salt is sea salt, even table salt, which is mined from rock that was formed by ancient bodies of water that no longer exist. That was pretty cool. So all salt is sea salt. Yeah. What um, kind of got me thinking about, because I wanted something to go with dolls, um, but not just traditional things, you know, creepy dolls or whatever. Um, but I was watching them bringing back these, there's like, they're not salt mines. They're like salt quarries is what it is in Spain, which have been kind of died out, mm -hmm. but are really, really important. And they're bringing those back, which I was watching a, a video. It was NPR on Instagram of the salt quarries in Spain that they were bringing back. And it's super cool. Mm. I found it fascinating. So I thought, well, that'll be perfect to go with dolls. It's true. So, um, Salt used to be used as money in ancient Rome since it was so valuable. Soldiers were sometimes paid with it. In fact, the word salary comes from the Latin word sal for salt. And when a soldier was doing a lousy job, his pay would be cut, which is now how we got the expression not worth his salt, which huh? I thought was pretty clever. Interesting. Um Salt remains a supernatural symbol of the permanent sanctity of Jesus and offers supposed hands-on protection from evil. Evil. I feel like you that's don't. mildly known. I mean, you have a, you have shows like Supernatural where they, they use the salt and burn everything to yes. get rid of the evil spirits. Well, when you think about salt, salt purifies, mm -hmm. salt heals. Mm -hmm. yeah, salt is... It, it preserves, it keeps the rot away. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, salt is still used to make holy water. <laughs> and also the more powerful exercised water of the Roman Catholic Church. Oh. So, yeah, there's all that. Fascinating. Uh, Peruvian blue salt is one of the rarest salts on the planet. And it is very old salt formed over thousands of years in the place of a dried ocean, making it pure and unpolluted. Blue salt is mainly produced in Iran and exported from there. I want blue salt. I've never had I know, blue it's salt. It's probably extremely expensive. It's probably extremely expensive, but I want to try blue yeah. salt. Um, salt was very costly and used in sacrifices by the Israelites and for accompanying sacrificial meals. Salt preserves meat from spoiling and has healing properties. And salt was a symbol of friendship and hospitality, a custom symbol still used today in Arab culture. I thought it was pretty cool. Mm, very cool. Very cool. So there's some uses you can do with salt. Okay. Uh, it can keep milk fresh, fresher longer. Just add a pinch of salt and shake it up well. Milk. Milk. Thought I'd never do that. Salty milk. Yeah. I mean, butter is technically just a pinch, salty though. Huh. Add a pinch of salt to overbrewed coffee to take away its bitterness. So if you had coffee sitting out, it's yeah. just like bitter. Huh. Yeah. Or if you're overbrewed it, if you left it on too long and it kind of tastes burnt and kind of bitter, just add a pinch of salt. And it Whoa. Cuts it. Uh, it's good for sore throats, of course. Yeah. You know, warm water and salt and gargle with it. Um, it peels eggs easier by adding salt to the water before boiling, and it helps them not crack open. So if you're boiling eggs like at Easter, put a pinch of salt in there in the water before it starts boiling, and your eggs, nine times out of ten, will not break unless there is a crack There's in it before. Cracked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is pretty cool. Um, it removes stains, so you just pour milk on top of wine stains, and it'll absorb it. Um, you try and blot up if you spilled a lot of wine. You blot up as much of the moisture as you can and then pour salt on it and leave it for a while and then vacuum it up and it will pull it out. Uh, pour salt in shoes to eliminate odors. 
Let it sit overnight and the salt will absorb moisture and odor. How cool is that? Hmm. It can make your shoes smell good. Fascinating. It's like, man, I wish I would have known that for some of the people that had the stinkiest shoes in my in my little world. Pour a little salt in <laughs> there. Boy, I'd be salting down them shoes every night. Uh, to keep frost from accumulating on the windows uh, in your home or your car, dip a sponge in salty water and run it over the inside and outside of the glass. Then rub dry with a soft cloth. And it's supposed to make uh, scraping your windows super easy. Ah. It just keeps the frost from accumulating on it. Interesting. I'm kind of wanting to try it. I also I don't, want to try that. You know, that's pretty cool. Ah. I don't own a sponge, but you know, you could just use a cloth. I'm sure that'd work. Interesting. So, salt. Pretty magical. It is magical stuff. So, you want a joke or a song? Mm. I got a lot of jokes this time. How many jokes? Five. I believe five. Five? Hmm. Five jokes. We can do two jokes, then a song, and then three jokes. Dolls. Three jokes. Okay, here we go. Yes. You ready? Yes. What do you call two witches sharing an apartment? What? Broommates. <laughs> That's cute. Like These that. are Halloween jokes, by the way. I um, like that. Why didn't the zombie go to school? Because he had no brains. He felt rotten. Oh. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Speaking of salt and things rotten. <laughs> I wonder if it'd work on a zombie. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. So three... Why is a cemetery a great place to write a story? Because it's quiet. Because there are so many plots there. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like it. So I'll pick my last song. Let's go for it. I went back like I did last Halloween. I really, 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 really love old, like 30s and 40s. Halloween music. If you ever just pull up a playlist of, you know, there's 1920s, 30s, um, playlist of Halloween songs. And there is some clever, really cool songs. Anyway, this one is is super corny. But I love this band. It's Henry Hall. And the song is Hush, 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 Here Comes the Boogeyman. And it came out in 1932. But the lyrics are funny. It's corny as heck, but it's, it's kind of epic. You know, we uh, as parents, you know, we've always given like dolls or toys to pacify kids. And I love this song because it's like this guy trying to tell kids to not worry. Don't worry about the boogeyman. If you like kind of like face your fears, they'll go away and, and you're stronger than you think and all that. So hush, hush, hush. Here Comes the Boogeyman by Henry Hall. Hush, hush, hush. Here Comes the Boogeyman by Henry Hall. (laughs) It just makes me giggle. It's It's corny, but it's good. (laughs) It's good. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about creepy dolls. I got 10 creepy dolls that we'll talk about. And you could take it with a grain of salt on some of these. <laughs> Either you believe. You know. For those who believe, no explanation is necessary. For those who don't believe, no explanation is possible. So, on that little note, we will talk. Creepy dolls. So, number one is Amanda the doll. Made in 1884, strange things happen around her. First sold on eBay in 2003, it's been sold over 20 times, and each owner claiming the doll was responsible for strange occurrences like moving to different rooms, causing nightmares, and scratching her victims while they sleep. They say her face changes to an evil grin when she's in tormentor mode. (laughs) Note to self, don't buy dolls off eBay. Or at garage sales either, you know, there's something, I don't know, I guess hold something and make sure it has a good feel before you bring certain things home. Yeah, definitely check the vibe. Yeah. So the next one is Caroline. 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 (laughs) Uh, 
came from Salem, Massachusetts antique shop, and it is said to be inhabited by three spirits, all battling for control over her. It is believed the spirits were the doll's owners themselves. She is known as a prankster, hiding books, moving objects, and will even whisper in your ear when held close. And I was just like, that's a big nope for me. <laughs> so. And then next is the Susie doll from the case files of Lorraine Warren, given to a young Heather Platt as a birthday present. It was made by her Aunt Robin. Robin. Robin? Robin? Robin. <laughs> I can see you're hungry. Yes, it is before dinner. It is. Uh, so her Aunt Robin made it. And that night, Heather's parents were awakened by a growling sound and a dark shadow that seemed to come down the street and into their home. The doll moved about the house on her own, moving objects around and the in the kitchens that or in the kitchen where wait and kitchen items that were too heavy for the children and would pull them around and would come into the room and pull the hair of the children while they were sleeping yeah it, she sounds no fun it actually took an exorcism to get the doll out of the house uh, by the time ed and lorraine was called to the house about it so it had really turned diabolical and yeah creepy then there's the old man puppet and the puppet was inherited by a man who claimed the doll tried to choke him and, and it scratched him uh is given to a paranormal investigator gene harris and has been filmed moving around in his glass case creepy. and that one's a creepy looking thing yeah then there's the devil baby doll. Well, that just says it all right there, don't it? A bride was cursed by the queen of voodoo, Marie Laveau, mm. and is said to have given birth to a devil child spawned by Satan himself. Naturally. Yeah. In order to protect themselves, Creoles started carving devil dolls and hanging them in their homes for protection. Hmm. And these dolls have been known to move by themselves and whisper and cry. So they were like, they took some of the old dolls and recreated them. This one artist. And when those dolls are put together, they they cry when they're apart, but they'll whisper and stuff when they're with each other. They're just like creepy, beyond <gasps> creepy. Oh, thank you. No, thank you. Next is the voodoo zombie doll. Oh, that sounds fun. Originally from New Orleans, it made its way to a gal in Galveston, Texas in 2004. And it arrived in a metal box with instructions to uh, don't remove the doll as it, as it is almost alive is what it said. But she let the doll out of the box, of course, and claimed... <sighs> It would attack her and haunt her dreams. She sold it on eBay several times, but each time the buyer would receive an empty box and the doll would reappear on the woman's doorstep. She got the doll in the hands of a ghost hunter who reportedly still has the doll today. Okay, first of all, you receive a mysterious doll and it says, do not open. Why do you open it? Yeah, the doll... It is almost like almost alive, so yeah, you know, right there. Why I would wouldn't even take it? a chance. No, it's like Pandora's box. Heck, no, man! I'd be like, nope. We watched Thirteen Ghosts, the original, and they inherit a house. It's the William Castle. Of yes, Thirteen Ghosts, and they inherit a a castle or a house and a box. And of course, you know they have to look in that box, and they they even say, well. There what could if, be money in it. Yeah. What if it's like Pandora's what box? What if it's like Pandora's box? And the moment they open that box, you hear this. And the wind is blowing. And yeah. But see, here's the difference. Is in 13 Ghosts, there was not a warning sign on the box saying, do not open there this. There wasn't. And they were hoping for money because they were poor as church mice. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay. The next one is the doll at Ho Hogan. Hogan. 
Hogan, I believe is how it's pronounced, found by passerbys leaning up against a tree with his eyes covered, and it was found in Singapore in 2014 when pictures of the doll were posted online. Uh, a thread read claiming that the writing on it was Arabic, meaning in the name of God, and had been moving around on its own and talking in a woman's voice. The original owner said that the only way to get rid of it was to blindfold it and take it far away so it couldn't find its way back. Uh, yeah, that's a big nope there, too. Oh, no, the thank nope you. train to screw that, Bill. And then next is the Letta doll. And Letta is short for Letta Me Out. <laughs> Oh, cute. The doll comes from Australia, said to have been found under a house in Wagga Wagga, and it is said to move things around and leave scuff marks on the floor. Chucky doll comes, comes to mind. Rude. The voodoo, the, the voodoo, the doll was supposedly owned by, by a girl who drowned. And according to a psychic, while she was being interviewed, a clock fell off the wall and the doll moved in her lap. So just by her talking about it, made it. Um, it is a 200-year-old doll with human hair. Gross. So, yeah. And I even read a little bit that they believe it was like a gypsy uh, doll made. Uh, made. Mm. So, I don't know. You could go down further on that. Mm. And next is Okiku doll. It's 1918. A young man purchased a doll for his two-year-old sister, Okiku. She loved it, and the doll never left her side. She even gave the doll her name. And in 1919, Okiku died from yellow fever while holding the doll. And they were unable to bury the doll with the child because of what was going on at the mm -hmm. time. So they placed the doll at the shrine of the deceased child. And they started noticing that the doll, the doll's hair was getting longer. Once shoulder length um, cut with neat ends, now a mangled mess of split ends reaching past the doll's waist. And it was scruffy, different colors, and felt different. And they started dreaming of Okiku and the doll would sometimes appear by their side come morning. <laughs> this turned into lights flickering on and off and banging in the house and strange voices and the sounds of intensified. The sounds intensified. And when it got close to Yukiku's birthday and death day, it would get really bad. Uh, the shamans claimed that the daughter's soul was in fact trapped within the doll and when the family moved, they left the doll to be cared for by the temple priests. And they have sent them, they have has sent in samples of the hair, and it is human child hair that's on this doll. And her hair grows faster and gets trimmed um, regularly. And there are claims that the doll's mouth is slowly opening, revealing baby teeth sprouting like weeds from the porcelain gums. Oh, no, 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 no. Yes, no. yes, 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 no. yes. No. I was a big nope. I don't even want to no. see that one. No. No, 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 no. Good thing, no. It, good thing it's, you no. know, protected by... Yeah. 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 Keep that doll at the temple. Uh, let's... Uh, Maybe put salt around it. Yeah, in the case. a lot of salt. I don't know. How about we... Uh, the last one. I only got one left. Okay, okay. So, uh, a lot of people know about this one, but I found it pretty pretty interesting, is the Island of the Dolls. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In a borough of Mexican City, a man by the name of Don Julian Santana Barrera left his wife and family and sequestered himself on an island in the Pichulio uh, Lake, Lake, I believe is how to say it. He found the body of a young girl that had drowned in the lake, and the doll came floating down the canals shortly afterward, and he hung the doll in a tree to appease the spirit of the dead girl. But he didn't think one doll was enough. So for 50 years, he would scrounge dolls from the trash and from the canals and hang them in the trees. 
some whole dolls, some in parts, and Don's body was found drowned in the canal in the exact place he claimed to have found the girl. And people still bring dolls to the island and hang them in the trees. It's which, really creepy. And you can actually, it's a, like a tourist stop. You mm-hmm. can, yeah. And, and you can find so. pictures of it on Google, too. Yeah. So right. that's my creepy dolls. I'm going to pick my last song. Okay. Uh, no. I'm just thinking of the baby teeth and the gums. I couldn't the, believe uh, yeah. uh, So weird. I don't, nope, nope. Yeah. Nope. Nope. So on that note, I want to pick my last song. Okay. Which is the brand new track from Creature Feature. No. Yeah, we wanted to pick one Halloween. We got to have a, song. a spooky song. So, yeah. So this is the new track from Creature Feature, which came out on Friday the 13th of this year, 2023. And it is called Every Day is Halloween. <laughs> For him, it is. Let's go. Every day is Halloween by Creature Feature. Oh, music in that. <laughs> I love Creature Feature. Uh, they're such a good band. So back to jokes. Okay. Okay. Uh, I just finished watching a uh, the Princess and the Werewolf. So this is a werewolf joke. For okay. You. Okay. Why did the werewolf go to the dressing room when he saw the full moon? Why? He needed to change. <laughs> yeah yeah what is it called when dracula rearranges his furniture with his teeth what fang shui (laughs) instead of feng shui fang fang shui i don't know how easy that would be to rearrange your furniture with your teeth but i guess uh dracula could do it of course he could yeah he's strong so I did, like I said, I finished The Princess and the Werewolf, which I really loved. It's a it's a Chinese drama, and it, it stars uh, Chen Chiren, and I really, really, really loved it. It was great, great, great. And I, I watched that pretty fast, I guess, but I was telling her, telling Michaela, too, the last few nights, I haven't, I haven't slept very well, but I don't normally anyway, <laughs> but... It's just like I'll sleep for a couple hours and then I'm wide awake right in the middle of the night. So, you know, my brain is just too mushy to really do anything. So then I just been watching the the werewolf and, and I, I love how creative they were in presenting him as the werewolf. I, I loved it. I, I just thought it was fun. It was it was a fun drama. And now I'm. I'm still watching Happiness, the the zombie one. It's just slow. Um, and I'm also watching Healer that has Ji Chang Wook in it and Park Min Young. I, I love both of them actors. So, yay. And today is Lino's birthday in Korea. Lino from, from Stray, Stray Kids. Kids. Mm-hmm. So, happy birthday, Lino. Lino! Sinchuka. Amnida. And then Yuta from NCT's birthday is October 26th. And Ch- uh, Chen Churan, the one who I'm the werewolf, his birthday is October 29th. Yay! Yay! 1996. So he'll be 27. So he's only a year younger than you. Oh my goodness. So, oh yeah. my goodness. So it's been fun. And that's all I got. Yay! Yay! So next week. We're going to talk about magic. 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 For Halloween, it's going to be magical. The magical experience. Yes. Magic. Magic. Hmm. Kind of in honor of Harry Houdini. A little bit. Who actually died on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Spooky, spooky. How crazy is that? Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll Very save fitting. that for later. So, this is the Kimmick Podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Michaela. We love you guys. Take care. Mm-hmm. Please keep singing. Eat well. Get get plenty of rest if you can. Uh, I mean, the full moon isn't till the 28th, so you got a few days. Yay. <laughs> and we will talk to you next week. We love you. Take care. Goodbye. Bye.